0: Kelly and Company. And if you want to check out the podcast, maybe you can't be here for the live show. That's all right. We don't mind that. You've got a podcast in which you can catch up on episodes of Kelly and Company. You can do by listening to the complete Kelly and Company podcast experience where we toss on an audio vanity card and the on the end of the full show and whatever else we can throw in there we do. But it's the complete show itself. Maybe you don't have time for that. Maybe you have that favorite contributor that you just want to go back and check out. Well, you can do that as well by listening to the feed of the podcast and picking out the segment that you want to hear, just uh, browse through and say, "Oh yeah, I-, I missed part of that one. I'll just listen to that again and catch up." That's the Kelly and Company podcast available to you, whether it's in segment form or the complete Kelly and Company podcast experience. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthuven.
1: Well, we're talking about some eye health. We've been doing this throughout September. Now it's seeping into October because you know what? It's still uh, back to school time around. And August, actually, going back into the summer, marked Children's Eye Health and Safety Month. So... We're going to talk about how academic success and maintaining good eye health should be a priority of ours as kids are back in school. And to learn more about the context around this is uh, joining us is Dr. Phil Hooper, president of the Canadian Ophthalmological Society. Dr. Hooper, thank you for coming back on Kelly and Company.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So according to a research survey, we're going to throw a lot of stats out at people. According to a recent survey by the um, Canadian Ophthalmological so- Society, COS, they, 45% of Canadians believe too much screen time can cause myopia, also known as nearsightedness, in children and adults. So can you explain um, the belief and you know the,
2: the truth of that fact? It's certainly partially true. Um, In adults, the eye has developed and so too much screen time may give you eye fatigue and eye strain, but it's not going to change the uh, the length of the eye and give you nearsightedness. But in children where the eye is developing, there are increasing studies that suggest too much near work of any kind can lead to abnormal lengthening of the eye and nearsightedness.
1: So it's really interesting because this feels like, uh, you know, nostalgic to my childhood, always hearing um, as I have low vision and and inherited eye condition. Um, But, (laughs) you know, when you're younger, parents and people of all kinds, you know, don't sit so close to the TV. Don't be on your phone so much. All this is going to result in uh, making your vision worse, which is not... I always had my doubts, but it's just something that people seem to believe—kind of old school, right? Um, but it, interesting to to hear the truth of what uh, what is true in that belief. Um, moving on to another stat: eighty three percent of respondents believe that prolonged screen time is harmful to their children's eye health. So, is this a true understanding?
2: Again, uh, prolonged near work screen time being one thing uh, uh, can lead to the lengthening eye, as i discussed. It leads to eye fatigue as well. And, uh, you know, a healthy rule is that for every 20 minutes you spend on the screen, you need to spend at least 20 seconds looking off in the distance. And so uh, for children, it's important to intersperse screen time with outdoor activities or activities where they're not looking uh, at things in close proximity in order to uh, uh, allow the eye to develop normally.
1: Mm -hmm. And this part, I think, is what the issue is, or at least one big part of the issue. It's that children are spending a lot more time on screens, right? Um, 1.2 hours more on screens than they did prior to the pandemic. Screens are seemingly the only things we're on majority of the day so how problematic is it and how much of that advice and suggestion of you know letting your eyes rest looking into the distance how much of that are we following like are we able to practice that with our
2: routines um i would think it's uh it's a habit that needs to be learned by most people including children it isn't uh, something that i think most people think about they uh, use the screen until they're done whatever it is they're doing right. or their eyes get tired. Um, so, yes, I think it needs to be a learned behavior.
1: Well, the so much of it is... Um you know do we build in our breaks right not just for for our eyes but in general for our physical health and getting up and moving in an hour you know how much of that are we doing and are we building it in consciously or are we just like you said wait till we're done doing the tasks that we need to do or if there's no time uh the, the tasks just keep going and going and going um so it's interesting but do you find that the conversations are helpful
2: I think so. I, I think particularly, um, now I'm speaking a little more in an adult context, but uh, when somebody comes in complaining of uh, irritated eyes, burning eyes, red eyes, uh, it's often useful to talk about, well, how do you use your eyes? What are you doing? And where do you notice these things? Because quite often it occurs after prolonged periods of close work or, or screen time.
1: And when you know, you're having these follow-up with people uh, on how much they're using their eyes and what they're using their eyes for. Uh, can you, you know, do, do do people, are people more curious about what you have to say about screen time or is there a lot of, yeah, okay, we'll see, and then, you know, go back to your own routines?
2: Um, no, I think people... Um Often when you tell them the the situation and how this may be contributing to their problem, many people sort of say, yeah, I kind of wondered if that was the case. And uh, so they generally are receptive to um, techniques and, and tricks of the trade, so to speak, to try to um, limit eye strain.
0: Dr. Hooper, I'm kind of curious on the subject of with kids back in school on sports teams, how important is it that they wear proper eye protection? I think this is one of those things that people really struggle with, you know. especially if something bothers you, you know, it inhibits. There's always so many reasons. Uh, it, it's more of a distraction. It's more of a problem um, versus the safety in that one chance something can happen.
2: Exactly, and, and I think the thing that parents need to be aware of is that Um, once you move into the active childhood stage uh, you know age five and on the biggest uh, cause of vision loss or um, uh, issues developing with respect to sight is actually eye injuries and every sport is a little different the eye protection required depends on on the sport and and what's happening Um, I agree there's a stigma Um, my child played soccer throughout her uh, um formative years and it was always a bit of a challenge to uh, encourage eye, eye protection during it but um it only takes one injury to to really change things
0: very much so and it does happen so quick but i would also imagine that we have to think about just overall awareness and being careful and i i it always seemed funny as a person who's vision impaired as a kid. I remember, you know, my parents saying, oh, watch eyes there, guys. Be careful. Your eyes. It being a concern, and maybe it was more of a concern for them because they had a blind child. But I also understand so many accidents happen, messing around, throwing snowballs, throwing, doing this and that, Joe, uh, someone not paying attention and bumping their head or, or their eye on something. And I'm kind of curious, as we talk about sports, there's a lot of those other types of accidents that must come into and and probably at a higher number than we think.
2: Yes. um, That would certainly uh, home um, or home related injuries are are certainly second to sports. Um, Harder to protect for, because as you say, they come out of the blue. Right. I think it requires uh, the parents to be vigilant in terms of Obstacles, tripping, falls, uh, um, and, and just what the children are playing with, pencils and so on, can be a, a real problem um, in the hands of a child that's not attentive to what they're doing.
0: And I know we, you know, we're not going to talk about what proper eyewear you should wear around to get down to breakfast or anything like that. But when we are talking about proper eye protection, maybe for the sports going back there, uh, what what is the best stuff? What what things should we think about, or what should we consider?
2: It, it all depends on the sport um, and the velocity and the size of the projectile that's uh, potentially going to injure the eye. Uh, in hockey, you need a you need a visor because the object is going very quickly and uh, uh, is very hard. Um In things like soccer, it's more uh, something to prevent the ball impacting the eye. So um, the uh, actual uh, device really depends on the sport being played.
0: and of course, as we talked about, you don't know, want something that makes someone feel that they're compromised and it it makes things worse, but on the same token, uh, worse could be a lot worse. Yes. Where can and we go? Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, and hopefully, as coaches and and uh, people involved in amateur sport uh, become more aware of this, um, that more children will be wearing these, and it won't be quite as uh, stigmatizing as uh, as it may have been in the past.
0: Yeah. You just hope that, you know, anyone who says, well, what do you got that on for? Come on, nothing's going to happen. Now that person, child says, yeah, I'm just making sure nothing happens. Where can we go get a little bit more information and learn more about some of the things we've talked about?
2: Um, the place to start, I think, is uh, the website, see the possibilities.ca. Um, it has good links, and, and then there are. Um, other links that uh, can be uh, found through there in terms of safety standards and recommended eyewear for the various sports.
1: Amazing. And do you uh, have any other final thoughts before we let you go on, you know, how people can get this education or the kinds of things that we can pay attention to starting today?
2: I think you just need to uh, uh, be mindful of your eyes. They they are important and uh, Um, we need to take them a little less for granted. That was another thing that came out of the survey is that although people are aware of their eyes and the importance, we still tend to take them for granted and uh, don't get eye examinations as often as we should. So uh, I think that's just something to keep in mind.
1: Absolutely. Dr. Hooper, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Dr. Phil Hooper is the president of the Canadian Ophthalmological Society, talking to us about uh, the correlation between academic success and maintaining good eye health, and it should be a priority as kids are back in school, even when we're thinking about these
0: sports teams. You betcha. Everything. Just, uh, I think, take don't take for granted, and we all do that a little too much with too many things. Yep. Uh, For example, I'll tell you something you can take for granted. We're back for another hour of Kelly and Company, and in that hour, let's get back in touch with our friends from W. Ross McDonald School in Brantford. We meet new students in the communications program. On our woodworking chat, Jeff Thompson takes us through installing wood flooring and covers affordable options for that job. But up next, the aftermath of Hurricane Fiona in Nova Scotia has resulted in much community and organizational support. Community reporter... Julie Martin tells us a lot more after this.
1: Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.